This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I am Jason Klein, alone wolf this morning with java and uh and and we're here normally with pam pibus ashley certified inspector and inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor jeff simmons from houseworks we gave him the day off jason's going solo with java so i don't know how much help i'm gonna be but oh uh, you're gonna be, be a blast what, it should be fun it but you know what fun. the callers are gonna make the show and they're gonna call in 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 or of course you can send an email to fix it 101 at mpbonline.org. How you doing, Java? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is uh, what we live for, live radio. That's right. That's right. This is the fun part for me. So um, uh, one of the things that happened this weekend, I did want to go ahead and start with something unique. I got a call last night. and, uh, and this was midnight call? No, no, no. This was probably around 7. A friend was installing a ceiling fan. Okay. Okay. So, and, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I think it's something that a lot of people come across when they're when they're doing something like this. Installing a ceiling fan is absolutely something a normal human being can do. Yeah. Right. This is a a, a, a DIY project, and in and, and I will say, the only thing about that is it helps to have a second person. And weight is an issue. Because you're working over your head. Because you're working over uh-huh. your head, right. However, uh, a person called and it was like, hey, I've got two wires coming out of the ceiling. One is white, one, the other is black. Well, I have three wires on this fan. Uh-oh. I have a white one, excuse me, a black one, and a blue one. And I'm like, okay. Now, I know, I know from installing a million fans that the blue wire controls the light kit the part of the light the part of the fan that has light okay right so uh here's here's what i had to ask how many switches control this fan in other words on the wall when you turn the fan on is there are there two switches does one control the fan and one control the light oh yeah or does the light turn the entire appliance on and you control it with the pull chains now, does it you see matter what I'm if saying? you have two switches on opposite sides of the room? Well, that does have a a thing. Okay. Because that could be a two-way switch. Yeah. Meaning either switch can turn it on or off. And that's what I have in my home. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, this was not that. It was. It turned out it's a single switch. Now, what that means is it, at this point, if he's got a single switch, there's not a second set of black and white wires coming out of the ceiling only only one set so in order to power both the fan and the light what he's got to do is connect as i told him white to white and then black to black and blue to black in other words the blue and the black all go together together, yeah right and the reason for that is that way you can power both the fan and the light but you'll have to control it via the pull chain and you want to make sure you have those um the uh explanations on the pull chain Yes, which one? Yeah, which one? If this is the light or if this is the fan. Some of them you can get like a little basketball or a baseball, depending on if it's your your man cave. You want want the trick? What's the trick? If it's out of the center of the light, Uh it's the light. There you go. 
Well, I, both of mine are on the side. So oh, are they? Oh, okay. I, I have to have the little uh, the explanation. Different colors or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, if you have two switches, that means most likely that you have two separate um, uh, wires coming to it, which would be four, two pairs. Mm-hmm. So you'd have four coming in uh, from the ceiling, which you would attach differently. So you would have one of those black wires go to a blue wire because that would that would fire just the light so you can turn on the light without turning on the fan yeah and and so but anyway it was a it was a it was a kind of quick easy lesson but if you only have one switch the blue wire and the black wire both have to go to the black wire now could there be any other color sometimes it's a different color well the, for fans almost almost universally the blue wire is okay. the light is the light okay. yeah and and i think they make a that for i'll just say us diyers so you'll know. So you'll know this wire is different, and it it, right. it beats trying to take the fan down and take that picture, so you'll know which wires go to which wires. Right, <laughs> and 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 hopefully, you know, as as homes get more standardized, the wire colors will always match. The the further they get, the the scary thing is going into an older home, yeah. pulling out an outlet and noticing that all of the wires are that are black. <laughs> yeah, you know, oh no. You know. Yeah, so no, we it, hear that yeah, we hear that a lot here on the show. Right, yeah. right. By the way, number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. And uh we'd love to have your question today because it's just me and Java. Yeah, and just funny you said about the fan. I mean I I D I Y maybe as little as you could possibly DIY, but um <laughs> my the the chain on the fan which control it was the light. Uh-huh. Control the light uh it either got stuck or got broken, mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to control it anymore. So I had to go down to the big box store right. and get the little three dollar chain. Yep. But it involves some taking the loose wires mm-hmm. and then uh, screwing them—not screwing them, but uh, you know tying them back together. Right. Putting a cap on it mm-hmm. and then pushing it back into the uh, into the fixture, and I was able to turn on the light, and I got a nice big smile from my wife. So I guess I accomplished something that morning. <laughs> right, and and yeah, that's it's it's cool because yeah, go ahead. Uh, it's cool because uh, when you've got these different these different things, these little lights that you have a pull chain, all of these little pull chain things actually go to what is a, a fairly cheap mechanism that's basically just an on-off switch with the pull chain. And like Java was talking about, you can go straight, you can go to your home store or or your hardware store and pick up one of these things, and it's only a few dollars. It's usually held on by maybe a screw, two tops, uh, but it's a fairly easy fix, and it will allow your light to work again where where it might not work. And there's there's no reason for that light not to work. It's just basically wire connections. That's all a light is, really, to, to a bulb. So uh, so we've got a caller on the line? Yeah, we have somebody who's taking a lot of mercy on us this morning. Okay, Bob and Tupelo. No, <laughs> Rob. Rob, yeah, Rob and Tupelo taking mercy on us without our pros. Oh. What's going on, Rob? Hey, good morning, guys. Morning. Last week you had, you had made a comment. There was a, It was brought up about a self-cleaning glass. Yes. And I actually had a little bit of information on that, a little bit of experience. Not, not a lot, but I used to work for a lighting manufacturer in Tupelo. Uh-huh. And we did some forward-thinking, forward-looking technologies for some of our fixtures, and one we looked at was a self-cleaning glass. 
And what it consists of, and I'm not a scientist, so uh, please don't ask any detail questions, <laughs> but it, uh, basically it's a, it's a coating that has a microbial, um, almost like an animal in it, that consumes dirt to survive. And we were looking at it for outdoor light fixtures to help keep them clean. And when the fixture or the glass got dirty, the little microbes just went, ah, lunch. And they just ate up and helped keep the dirt off of the glass. Which would let the water just roll off instead of... Uh, right. And, and yes. In our case, it was uh, trying to keep the glass as clean as possible so that as much light came out of the light fixture as possible over its life because they get really dirty. Huh. That's all very smart. And I didn't know that anything uh, worked like that at all until Jeff mentioned it last week. If if you right. recall, Pam uh, had the vision in her head of a small Roomba, but we don't I don't think that <laughs> <Yeah>. was. I, mean, <laughs> I thought, hey, the vision was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the call, Rob. We really appreciate it and needed it. Number calls 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We're uh, getting ready for a break. If you've got a DIY that you're working on and want to get a uh, an opinion of a DIYer, the pros are out today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would love to give it a shot. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, flying solo with Java Chapman, the producer today. And uh, we are taking your DIY questions at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Speaking to Java during the break, I wanted to finish. We've had like almost a month, uh, a couple of weeks uh, saga saga going on. (laughs) I mentioned this weeks ago uh, about a friend who invited me over late at night, had water leaking out from under the house, but not in the house. Uh, We turned the water off. They uh, we we never found the leak, but we did find that it was warm under the slab in one place. And that that is like some kind of magic trick. Yes. You know, that you really should be aware of. Yeah. If you if you feel a warm spot under your feet, not not all over, you know, for for like the the house is warm, but just a warm spot somewhere uh, that's unusual. What he found was and, and he was right, was a broken uh hot water line under his slab a slab leak Mm -hmm. so we expected some big repairs but however he had he had the plumber come and look at everything and it turns out they as as jeff and pam mentioned on the show they rerouted the plumbing into the attic instead of going under the slab again and um since you don't know who this person was i can go ahead and tell you i believe uh, (laughs) the bill for this was about a grand and i don't think that's bad 
Because if anything happens under the house, under the slab, see that would have been many, like, many money. You think and, lots of dollars, right? So that it wasn't nearly as bad as as, as we expected, and, and so. But a happy thing if you find something like it, like that in your home, there is a lower cost alternative to getting it fixed, which is going up through the attic. And yeah. from what I understand, it is the common thing to do these days. There so, you go. All right, uh, Angie's on the line in Mobile. Uh, what's going on, Angie? Uh, I have a couple small things going on. One is I want to repaint my kitchen cabinets. The paint that's on it is peeling off really mm-hmm. bad. And I think that maybe all the paint should be taken off. Uh-huh. And then I should repaint it. And my husband thinks that I, we should just sand the little pieces of paint where it's flaked and repaint it. What do you guys think? I have recently done this, and if the paint fell off the first finish the first time, it will do it the second time. Uh, you need to get down past that paint and 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 really uh, kind of scuff up that original finish so that it will accept paint. Uh, when you do that, I've done this, and, and I don't want to say it as a pro because this is just a DIYer. I've done it myself, but uh, it's wood. It needs primer so that it will accept the paint that you want it to. So so your best way to do this is, yes, sand down the cabinets. And it doesn't – I know what he's thinking. I know he's thinking two weekends of really hard elbow grease. It's not that. Go get yourself a little orbital sander. They don't cost much, 25 bucks. a couple of pieces of sandpaper, and you can make some quick work of those cabinets with the proper tools. Uh, but, yes, sand them down put a coat of primer on them, and then paint them the color you want. Okay, awesome. And then our other dispute is we have a laundry room that's kind of like a wet room that we always come in and out of. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have any heat or air in there. Mm -hmm. And it's always like extra humid or extra cold or hot or whatever. And I think that in the floor cement, I think that we should just, paint it with a good cement paint mm-hmm. but he wants to put laminate mm-hmm. like just regular laminate down on the floor and i'm thinking that it may get moldy or something like underneath the laminate what do you guys think uh the problem is is as much moisture as you've got in the room uh and now you can you can paint that uh, I will say if you've got moisture and you add that to paint on the floor you're going to get a slippery surface Yes. So be careful of that. So like if you you, you feel what I'm saying, if you paint a surface uh-huh. and then it stays moist, uh, that's just a, a disaster waiting to happen, especially concrete, because it, there is no give when bodies bounce off of it. So, Okay. Um, I will say this. If you do slip and fall in that room and there is any sort of plank flooring down or anything like that, it doesn't look like it would, but it does give a much greater cushion than concrete. Um, uh, as far as it, you, uh, you know, you need to find a way to get air movement in there. Have you guys considered a little fan in that room? Mm, no, I never, um, I never thought about that. Yeah, well, you said that there was no air going into the air or heat going into that room, right? So yeah, basically you've got. Somebody built that addition on and so mm-hmm. it's just kind of like the laundry room and ah. so there's nothing hooked up in there yeah and and if that's the case then there's no air moving in there all it can do is sit in mold 
So so I would I would invest in a little fan to have in there to keep that air moving. And I, I think you'll find that it will stay drier if you do. Okay, and the, the the cheap laminate is fine to put on the floor in there? It is. It is. Uh, it is, especially if it's like a mudroom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not. It's just a pass-through room. Right. It's yeah, not, it's not exactly. a show place, you know, so. <laughs> okay. Thank you guys so much. I'm enjoying the show as always. Thanks, Angie. I hope it's as enjoyable as always. It's, <laughs> it's very, a little, it's a little different. much fewer of us than there are normally. <laughs> anyway, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, I, uh, talked you know one of pam's favorite things to talk about on the show pam pibus of inspect it like a girl who's one of our regular guests is the organization she's really big on this and i've been to her garage and she can like if she has tape measures she has tape measures and they're in the tape measure drawer and there's six of them and they're all labeled tape measure you know this is that's that's that's, that's kind of that's kind of freaky to me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just sorry. I gotta say it because that is a lot. Well, okay. Uh, a friend came over to the house the other day to borrow a tool, and uh, so we went back into my office or to my to my tool room. I say office, my tool room, which is you know where the water heater is. You know, outside. Anyway, go back to my tool room, and to be honest, it was horrific. The tool room, was, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this guy's sitting here, and I can't. You need to straighten it up. I need to straighten up my tool room. <laughs> it was embarrassing. So so that's what I did this weekend was I literally pulled everything out of okay. the tool room, you know, made some new shelving, made some new pegboard on the wall so I could hang more stuff and just the whole nine yards. So now I have a nice walk-through little room that I can use. Yeah, and I was making fun of uh, Pam and her organization, but it is <laughs> – but it is really the best way to go because it's it's nothing more satisfying than looking for something and it's supposed to be it's it is where it's supposed to be. Well, let me tell you <laughs> why it works best for me. Yeah. It's money saving. Okay. And let me tell you why it's money saving is because I'll go into my room to find a tool. You can't find it. And because it, I can't find it, guess go, what I do? I go buy another <laughs> go one. Buy another one. And so I end up with 17 of the same tool. Yeah. Uh just because I don't organize. So that's that's why I'm on my little kick. Okay. So, okay. All right. Uh all right, Chico's on the line in Oxford. Chico, how's it going? Hey, good morning, y'all. I, I got a question about construction and aesthetics of said construction. I'm going <laughs> to okay. get up on my roof. And uh, I'm going to build a big sign with heavy two-by-fours and some real heavy plywood. And so I'm wondering, should I make sure that I have the two-by-four supports for the sign? Should I have them over, like, beams or struts, whatever they're called, underneath the attic or in the attic? Are you going to screw or nail them to the roof? Oh, I hadn't gotten that technical yet, but I figured, yeah, I'll screw them in. Yeah, otherwise, if it's a sign, it's just going to blow off. Um, yeah. Uh, you could, what you're screwing or nailing into is the same thing that the shingles screw or nail into. Uh, actually, the shingles nail into. Um, but, but I mean, you can put it up there. I don't know how long something like that's going to last unless you do hit the joists. Well, that's, I want it to last a long, long, long time. Okay, yeah, and, you're gonna uh, want to you're gonna want to hit uh, some of those uh, 
some of those support beams that are coming down from the crest of your roof. Okay, well, let me ask you about the aesthetics of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know that Ole Miss is going to beat Alabama this weekend in football. Chico, and I'm not going to get into a football conversation on my on my. I heard it yesterday on another show. I am not going to do it on the Fix It show. Well, I wondered if I you know, I don't want to put the score up there. Should I put it in red letters on blue or or blue letters on red? Uh, you should always do red on blue. You can see it a lot better. That's right. That's there you go. Right. That's I a marketing thing. <laughs> thanks a lot chico i knew he was going to go somewhere with yeah, that chico he's a he's a colorful character he we'll is, say, he we'll is. Say that. <laughs> number to call is 877 mpb ring that's 877-672-7464 tj's online in kosciuszko what's going on tj i'd like to start a conversation i'm a retired home builder and i built a timber frame home okay all right in go the for last- it now, hang on, hang on, just a second, TJ. Before we, before this is, uh, it's a DIY show, so most of us are not pros. So tell us what a timber frame home is. Well, it's a European style home built out of timbers instead of stick built. It's okay. all screwed. It's all screwed together, and you know, you look at homes in uh, Europe, and they've been there for four hundred years. So right. that's the way I built houses but i'm retired now but i just wanted to start a conversation about ductless air conditioned heating units kind of like a mini split yep okay okay that's all all they use in japan and europe and the last few houses i did i put them in it and they are wonderful and those uh, those of you that don't know what we're talking about a mini split um was is is used in America a lot of times for uh, uh, rooms that you need to control, uh, you know, need to have air control in a room that may not be originally connected to a room or on a new build. Uh, it can it can it can cover a large range of square footage based on what you buy. But it doesn't require all the ducting through the house, whether it be through your attic or under your floors or any of that other jazz. It simply goes through a small hole hole in the wall at the top of the roof or top of the wall, typically, is what I've seen. That's right. That's right. Well, I've been doing the entire houses with these units and their power bills are just unbelievably low. So those things are wonderful. So, so how many units would you say would you need for, say, a, a 2,000-square-foot house, TJ? Okay. I just uh, The last house I did was 2,000 square foot, and we put two 18,000 BTUs in the huge great room, and then uh-huh. we put a 10,000 in the bedroom, a 10 in the bathroom, big uh-huh. bathroom, and a 10 on the loft upstairs. Okay. What what is how does that work as far as cost? If I were going to do that or whole house ducted unit, it, it, it will run, it will give it a run for its money. Oh well, <laughs> okay. Wow. And there's there's no ducts, there's no return air, and there those things run on twelve volt. Huh. Okay. Like and for those of you who don't know what that is, it, uh, twelve volts. What you plug your cigarette lighter in the car is to a twelve volt, right? Yeah, it's got. They got transformers in them that convert it from one twenty or two forty to twelve. And those units just—it's just amazing how them things. And you can't hear them running. Well, let me ask TJ: if if I were to choose, if I'm building a new home, 
And if I were to choose a, a, a conventional unit with the ducts and everything else, or this uh, these mini splits uh, for that same two thousand dollar home, how different is the initial cost? It, it's about the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the two the the ones I did were just they just are running neck and neck with them, and there's no ducks. Well, T, let me ask you this: Can since each individual one runs for its particular space can you program these things to work as a you know a cohesive unit to cool an entire house at the same time and work at the same time that kind of thing oh yeah they've got uh we run telephone wires from unit to unit and they talk to each other oh isn't that convenient yeah i didn't realize it was okay that's that's fantastic those, those, those things are unbelievable and the customers that i put them in you know, it's been, they've been in there three or four years now. They just can't believe their power bills. That's fantastic. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate that. We've not heard a lot about mini splits on the show. There's uh, several brands out there to look at. And uh, do talk to a pro because there are several brands to look at. You can choose wrong. Um, so there you go. We are doing Fix It 101. I am live with Java today. And uh, we're, we're, we're off the cuff we're gunslinging this morning. We're making it happen, though. That's right. Number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. This is MPB Think Radio. This is Jason Klein, alone flying today with Java Chapman for Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein. already said that. We're saving money, as always. We're doing DIY tips today. And anything that you need to ask about, you can call 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Let's go to the phone. George is on the line, and I understand that you can help me, thank you, with an answer for the folks that had this uh, build-on room that was sweating. Yeah, that's right. Uh a fan is a good idea, but uh, there wasn't any mention of the fact that the uh, the fan, the exhaust has to go to the outside and not into the attic, because if you put it into the attic, your attic will mold. That's a, it's a very good point. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that, you know, I couldn't think of, now, I'm not a pro. So I, I, I'm not exactly sure where to go, but but if if air's not moving, the first thing I want to do is get it moving. So. Now, to be honest, were you thinking of a box fan, Jason? Uh, in my head, I <laughs> promise you, I was. Just like a twenty dollar box fan to move the air, and you could put it going from going from inside the air conditioned area to push in, uh-huh. or you could push out. With the however you think is best, but George went yeah. a little bit deeper, and he you did. Know, he wanted to make sure that the exhaust that was that was a good point. Yeah, if you're putting in a permanent fan, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Frank is on the line in uh, Fairhope, and uh, what's going on, Frank? My house is on pilings about twelve feet off the ground. Mm-hmm. I have a slab underneath it that I use for you know barbecuing and parking the cars, right? All that. When it was poured about 12 years ago, it's relatively flat, but when it rains, there are some spots that collect water. The water doesn't run off the edges on everywhere. It runs to the center. Right. Now, 
I don't want if I fill it, I don't want this stuff to crack. Right. So the question is, is there a good way to fill the low spots, or should I try grinding the high spots? No, don't grind. On um, the outside. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I Well, and someone could tell me different. As a DIYer, Frank, I'll tell you, float that floor. Um with with yeah, a good, well, I, I would hire this done. I believe. I don't think. I mean, this is a big. You know. It's yeah, a, yeah. Square foot house. Even if you uh, uh, hired out, you can float this, and it won't be expensive, uh, depending on the square footage. But if you can, if it's something big enough to say put two cars on, you know, uh, or or maybe uh, bigger than that is fine. But yeah. uh, floating it will be the easiest way, fastest way, and I would think the cheapest way. If someone else has a better idea, I would love to hear that. It's eight seven seven mpb ring and and frank keep listening to the rest of the show we've got pros calling in all the time with better ideas but i really do believe that that you can uh you can do a a concrete leveler on that and really remove your your water problem okay super thank you very much yes sir all right i think i do think that's the way to go grinding the content uh, the the concrete would be a much larger issue all right uh let's keep going on the phone number to call is 877 mpb ring ronnie's on the line in olive branch so uh let's you talk you, about the mini splits yeah you want to talk about the mini split what's going on ronnie do you have one of those uh i have installed a couple of them for people and i've hooked up several of them for uh some uh general um heat and air companies mm-hmm. we're an electric contractor but what I was going to say was they were talking about the individual mini splits. They they are some of the mini splits that are made that it's a central location that will cover a zone like two or three bedrooms. It's mounted in the in the attic. I've hooked oh. up one of them. And, and it ties into the mini split system, though it has a little bit of ductwork with it. Okay. Um, you, they, they're pretty – I would say they're pretty nice in, in doing a house where you want to zone it. Right. The bedroom area uh living room dining room others and still put the units on but this was mounted in the attic had the louvers coming down it's just something else to look that's interesting i didn't think about that right well i didn't know it existed to be honest with you so that's good to know uh that you can go a different route instead of you know having uh, multiple mini splits you know hanging off the side of the building you know so thank you ronnie appreciate that number of calls I'm sorry, Ronnie. Say, a lot of your units, when you put multiple units in the house, mm-hmm. they have one condenser that handles like up to four. Okay. Oh, that's nice. All right. Four, you're talking about the mini splits, correct? Yes, sir. Mini splits. You can put, uh, it's one condenser that sits on the outside, and it will actually control up, I think it's up to four, maybe more, but I know four can be hooked up to some of them, depending on which ones you buy. Okay. Great. That's Thank you. Great. I, I appreciate that. We don't really have a, a lot of experience on that here on the show. We'll have to get we'll have to get our AC guy in to talk about that uh, because I know that they're really efficient and and people love them. Yeah, and it's funny how you how he said it. Depending on the one that you get, you know, it can control up to maybe four or more. Mm-hmm. And before the break, you were talking about the mini splits and saying there are so many brands that you could choose wrong oh yeah yeah uh well and 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 the the great thing about this is a lot of the mini splits are made by companies that you know of 
okay. Panasonic, and I mean, you know, in uh, you know, there's a lot of different companies that that have been making these for a long time in other countries. They're just they're just making it over here, but they're really efficient. They're great. Um, I I always wondered about the zone type of cooling. You know what I'm saying? That feels like a window unit to me. Yeah. But the way these mini splits worked, I've been in a room with a mini split, and it's it's not like that. It's not like being in a hotel room with a giant, you know, uh, yeah, air conditioner so hanging out of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's something to look at. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. If you've got something that you want to talk about, a DIY issue. Um, Java, you're getting some work done on your home right now. Yeah, I actually am, and I and I wanted to talk about this because I know we often talk about when you are getting construction or remodel or something on your home that you have to have things planned out. And to be honest, we did a pretty decent job of planning out. It is our bathroom, our uh, main bathroom, and we had to plan. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to take our kids um, over to my parents' house on a nightly basis. Hang on, let's make this clear. <laughs> so this is a one bathroom home that you're redoing. Yeah, one 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 bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one main bath. We have a half bath. Right. So yeah. you, you know, we're not. But total, no shower. Yeah. yeah. No, not total savages. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we have a um, we have to uh, take our kids and everybody over to my parents' house uh, to uh, shower. And uh, and bathe for the uh, for the evening, and it's just been a it's been a thing. But it was planned out. Everybody was on board. Uh, we're kind of running on schedule um, with with the uh, with the remodel. We we uh, sectioned off about a month, uh-huh. and we're almost almost there. So it's, so it's, I walked in on Java this morning. He's picking out cool. flooring. Yeah, and <laughs> I, that's what I said. We come, we come to the bottom. We come to the bottom portion of picking out flooring. We're getting pretty now. Right, picking out flooring, picking out painting. And, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe about a couple of weeks, a, a week, a week, week and a half and we'll be done. Have they given you the option of what sort of, uh, commode? Uh, no, we haven't got to the commode, but I, I, but see, this is where I come in. It's like, I didn't know there were so many options when it comes to the commode. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is amazing. If you go, if you go to the store, I know when you look up, you know, and if you go to your big box store, they've got 47,000 of them up on the top shelf, yeah, right? Yeah, the shelves, yeah. And, and you look up, and it's all just white bowls. That's it. You know, <laughs> but that's not it. That is <laughs> not it. It is unbelievable, the difference, and I can't even believe I'm saying this word when I mean toilets, but the performance is so much better in some than they are in others. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, we can go to different people's houses and things like that, and you can you can tell some, oh, yeah. some, some outperform others. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an important thing, and you've got a growing family and one bathroom. So yeah, yeah, that, that yeah. needs to be done right the first time. Yeah, but I just, I'm, I'm glad we were able to get rid of the, um, the green the green uh, uh, commode. Whoa, 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 whoa. You had one of these green commodes? Yeah, we were in the... We Did you the sell older... it online for $1,200? No, I, and see, this when you guys were telling me this, I didn't know anything about this. People want these yep, uh, people, classic... Let, let me say this. If you're ripping out of your bathroom sinks, commodes, uh, anything, you know, anything like that, tiling that is pink, blue, green, any of that stuff from that era... You know, I, I've, I've lived in a home uh, when I lived in Virginia for a minute. I lived in a home that had one pink bathroom and one blue bathroom. Ugh. And it, I didn't know it then, but I could have sold those bathrooms tile by tile 
they're, they're, people dig those old uh, colored fixtures, and they really don't make them anymore. Well, they do make them, but they're like ten grand. Yeah. If you buy a new one. Real but you can, Yeah, but you can find one online that someone pulled out of their 1972 house in Wisconsin and buy it. Yeah. So. And I and I and I dare anybody if you have if you have some time during your work day uh uh to go to Pinterest. And oh, just, no, and don't just look up look look up different <laughs> bathrooms, especially like one of the uh ones that have the funny the funny bathrooms. Right. You'll see these nineteen seventies, fifties bathrooms, all pink and blue and frilly and green. I'm <laughs> telling you, there's a market and it's absolutely awesome. This so, is wild. Yeah. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. It's time for another break, but when we return, we'll help you redesign your whatever you're redesigning. Uh, this will help you save money, I'm sure. It's a DIY project. If you do it right, you won't even have to call a pro to fix it. So if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam. Well, actually, I'm not with Pam Pipus and Jeff Sammons this week. They're not out today, not but today. it's uh, it's me and Java taking on the world this morning. And uh, I, I did want to say I got an email and and, and I got to tell you this one. John is great. Can you paint for mica cabinets? Wait it says I'm in love with an old craftsman house, but the kitchen needs help. It might be a couple of years before we can remodel. And uh, I got a picture of this house. And uh, uh, I, I don't know if the cabinets are for mica based on the picture. I can't tell. Um, you got to kind of get down on it to see. However, um, in general, no. You cannot paint Formica. You can't stick anything to Formica. That's why it's Formica. That's, yeah. you know, I mean, um, now they do make Formica paints and things like that. And uh, you can you can rough it up real good and try to paint it, um, you know, but Formica is is a veneer. Uh, I, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. So there's a your cabinet is actually just a piece of wood of some sort. And then they take this thing that's like a peeling Okay. That's what I was looking at yeah, when yeah. those four mica laminate. Yeah, it's a laminate, a veneer. So what they do is they they take glue and they put this basically uh, uh, poly product on top of the actual piece of wood. It was made to protect the piece of wood, and for mica was made because you can uh, you can cut on it, you can anything. It it will just survive. So paint was never an idea for formica to to have so anyway you can rough that up you can even take the formica off believe it or not if you go to and you probably want to do this at the top of the cabinet so that you can't see it on the bottom you can see anything on the top of the cabinets get up there with the ladder and get a a a a small flathead screwdriver all right take a little hammer and you can tap down the very front of the formica and believe it or not that formica will peel off that door Whoa. Now, from there, you can sand and paint if you want to do that. But you don't want to paint the Formica. They, like I said, they do make some stuff out there. Anyway, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Is that right? Yeah, I, right. I, I, I think that's right. And, Jason, I wanted to say this is the most DIY of our DIY shows. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um 
and and you know the 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 thing the reason why we started the show in the first place and the reason why we had the show was to have a, an honest to gosh crash test dummy on the show which was me to try stuff out for people but but to have the two pros you know uh unfortunately they're not here today but you get the crash test dummy but you rag on yourself a a, a little bit too much jason because you are <laughs> you no know, you are you are very knowledgeable in your diy dumb and you know you can diy handle, dumb is a good way to say it <laughs> you can handle a lot of um a, a lot of situations on your own uh, which is you know a part of the show where we want people to be able to uh, handle these situations on their own also to know when they are out of their wheelhouse because one of the, one of the best uh skills for a DIYer is knowing when you don't know yes like yes you, and, and it's time to call a pro like it's somebody who's studied and knows what they're doing right does this professionally it's nothing wrong with calling that person well you know the idea <clears throat> excuse me the idea was not to simply tell you which contractor you needed that's yeah. no fun because there's a lot of stuff that you can do yourself and and for me personally, and like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, going to the store, grabbing this little switch thing for your fan and changing it out for three dollars. Now, it took you some time to figure out how to do it. Oh, yeah. It was a but, YouTube. It was a YouTube click now. <laughs> but it's it, you didn't you didn't put a fan on the street that day. True. And that's what's cool. I was I was talking to a friend who who uh, works on washers and dryers and, he you know, every spring. You see these $1,200 washers and dryers sitting on the street because, uh, you know, they don't know how to repair them. It costs too much to have the guy come out. So they just put it on the street. Yeah. And it's, not, you know, it blows me away because for me, like you said, uh, we, you, you can fix a dryer element. You can. You, you I, can clean out the, the vent. And you know? I have done these things. And that's where I, I tell people if I can do them, then you can do them. And the only because the steps that I took. To complete the task were one, see that it was a problem. Right. <laughs> Two, went to YouTube or, you know, wherever you go to um, you know, find out these solutions. And right. generally, you can type in, this is, a, uh, I guess, a DIY pro level tip. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can type in the exact make, model of your device or, you know, whatever you are trying to uh, accomplish. And nine times out of ten, the exact thing will pop up. Because, you know, when it comes to just say washers and dryers, there's so many different uh, brands and, you know, types. But if right. you type in the one that you have at your home and you are trying to replace that belt or, mm -hmm. um, you know, my dryer isn't heating. Right. Type in GE dryer, not heating, and it will pop up. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, and if if you will, as a matter of fact, just a, another tip here, if you'll open that that dryer door you'll see there's a tag that gives you the model number. Model number, yes. And, man, once you got that model number, this is great. I've done this a lot, is that if you've got that model number, you can say, hey, uh, I can see that this, say, wire is broken. Uh, I want to replace that wire. You can take, you can look at it. It'll give you the part number, the actual part number, and you can go to, you know, the appliance store, wherever that is in your town, and just get that part number. Oh uh, yeah, you don't and don't be afraid of the uh, like we say the, uh, the of course the big box stores they just have almost everything but to get that specific type of nuance type yeah of, that appliance uh, part house uh, yeah that you have to go in town to get uh -huh, you know I mean that's yeah. that's what you want and um, speak with a, a a guy a girl who you know works on it and say yeah. well 
this one works, but you might want to spend a few more dollars to get the, the other one. Right, right. You know. Um, I uh, got another email here that's funny. We discovered, and, and I've seen this before, we've discovered asbestos laminate tiles under the floor we had in our den. And this is real common. One of the things to look for is, uh, and sometimes these tiles are called nine-inch tiles, um, but they're smaller. They're not. They're not a full foot. Uh, and this one was a horrible pea green and black. <laughs> but anyway, the question is: um, we discovered these asbestos laminate tiles under the flooring uh, we had in our den. Can we put ceramic tiles over that, or do we have to remove it? To remove them up, yeah. You do not have to remove. Oh, them. you don't have to. It's pull been them? said many times wow. on the show, and many contractors that we've had here. Uh, you can remove the asbestos tile. It's not. It's not necessarily suggested by normal people. You oh, can. So you you got to go out and handle it. Uh huh. You got to go out and get the PPE. Yeah. You need to get your, your the proper trash bags and all this. You got to wet it down properly. You have. There's a procedure. Again, you can YouTube it. This is not for the faint of heart. Okay. However, if you do find these kind of smaller hard tiles. And a lot of you recognize them from your old public schools because they were everywhere. You know what I'm saying? They were everywhere. So um, if you find these in your house, yes, you can you can tile over them. You can put wood floor over them. You can put what you want over them. You don't have to take them up. Of course, you can. And if you're going to redo in a house entirely, you should. But uh, just one room to cover? Nah, cover it up. And those tiles were not thick. So they don't take up a lot of space, meaning uh, uh, in height. So putting something over it's not going to change a lot. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. You put something on top of a flooring that's already there, then you know it's you, it's higher. Yeah, it's higher. Right, yeah. There you go. Uh, no, this isn't this isn't that bad. So okay. number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Oh wait a second, eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You're jumping ahead to another number. <laughs> I did. I, I I'm jumping to the drive number. Yeah, that we're we're getting, getting, yeah, the drive time. I'm getting all confused. Support, support. <laughs> right, right. Um, but anyway, if uh, if you have a comment about what we've said so far, and and believe me. I do not know everything or even most things. You know so what I'm waiting I, for, Jason? I'm waiting for Pam and Jeff to hear today's show and have their comments on next Wednesday. Man, they're <laughs> going to come in with the chamber loaded. They're going to have some things to, to say. To blow me up. Yeah. Um, but 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 it's true. If you will do some of the DIY things that we've talked about here, not only can you save money, but you're going to learn something that, that will stick with you. And remember this. this I kind of got this philosophy when I when I did my taxes the first time. I can do this. I, I can do it. They made it for people to do, you know. And, and you are people. And I am people. <laughs> I can do this. So there you go. There's your, your big professional tip of the day. <laughs> if somebody did it, it's okay. So. Anyway, um, you know what? Fix It 101, uh, my pride and joy. I've got to get to the... Uh, thing that you said it fix it 101 is a production of mississippi public broadcasting think radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you our show was produced wonderfully today by mr java chapman our call screener was lisa lancaster for pam pibus and jeff sammons thanks anyway i'm jason klein stay tuned for our wednesday 10 a.m program everyday tech with jay white and join us next wednesday at nine for fix it 101 only on mpb think radio